Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program provided by Living Stream Ministry and featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee. Witness Lee, a servant of the Lord for over seven decades on five continents, culminated his ministry with a 21-year, book-by-book exposition of the entire Bible, which he called a life study. And we're delighted to bring you short portions of this spoken ministry on today's broadcast. Now, let's join today's life study. It's always interesting and most often enlightening when we compare what has become the common practice in the realm of Christian work to the Bible itself. It's natural to take many things for granted simply because it has become common or ordinary. But one of the things that we try to do on this program is to challenge the common and ordinary thought and to check ourselves and our concepts with the Bible. For example, today, it's quite common to speak of the various ministries. In fact, we've all become comfortable with this or that Christian worker speaking about his or her ministry. But if you check carefully in the pages of the New Testament, this thought is just not present. Yes, there is such a thing as ministry, but it is called the ministry or this ministry. And only once in the entire New Testament do we find the term ministries. So what is this ministry, and in what sense does the Bible refer to the plural term ministries? Well, this may seem insignificant, but I believe before today's program is concluded, we'll all be impressed. This is profound and important. And for this fellowship, Bob Danker has joined us. Glad to have you, Bob. Good to be back, Chris. This is a very important subject in the New Testament because it affects the carrying out of God's eternal economy, and it also affects the oneness of the believers in the body of Christ. This is a very key point, isn't it, as we touch this matter of the ministry, this matter of the oneness of the believers. Since this is such a critical item, as we've seen many times in this program over the years, God is very focused on this matter of oneness, and certainly the carrying out of the work of the ministry must be in this same principle. That's right. You know, at the end of the Lord's life, before he was betrayed, he prayed for the oneness of all the believers. And As we look into the New Testament after uh, this prayer of the Lord's, we can see that the way to actually accomplish this oneness is through the unique New Testament ministry. Bob, uh, we're in 2 Corinthians in our life study. This matter comes up directly in chapter 4, verse 1, a very short portion here. Therefore, having this ministry, as we have been shown mercy, we do not lose heart. There's another instance in the New Testament, uh, in the book of Acts, chapter 1, verse 17, and we see the same phrase repeated. Again, it somewhat underscores this matter of the uniqueness of the ministry. In verse 17, it says, For he was numbered among us, this referring to Judas, and was allotted his portion of this ministry. So not each of the apostles had their own ministries, and that's an important underscoring element in this message today, isn't it? It is, Chris, and in this program, we hope to make clear, as you mentioned in your introduction, what does it mean when we speak of ministries, and what does it mean when we refer to the unique ministry, and and I hope this could be very clear to all our listeners. I hope so as well, Bob. Why don't we join Witness Lee with his fellowship, and then you and I will come back and pick up this topic. Read verse 1 of chapter 4. Having this ministry... We do not lose heart. We, not me, not I. We many. We are many. 
having this ministry. Many have one ministry. Unique. But in chapter 12 of the first book, it says, diverse of ministries. What is this? Why on one hand, the ministry is unique? Why on the other hand, the ministries are many? Diverse. Listen to this. In the New Testament, God has only one operation. In the New Testament, God only has one ministry to carry out his one operation. And all the apostles, Peter, John, James, Paul, Timothy, they all carried the same one ministry. It doesn't mean Peter carried one ministry, and Paul carried another ministry, and Timothy another ministry, like today's ministers. You know, today's preachers and uh, teachers, ministers, they all carry a different kind of ministry. And this is why they have different kind of denominations. This is wrong. The New Testament should not have so many diverse ministries. The New Testament should have only one unique ministry. All the churches today on this earth are not carrying out different kind of ministries to accomplish God's many operations. God has only one operation to be carried out with the unique ministry. And what the unique ministry does, it serves Christ into people. It inscribes Christ into people as the spirit within and as the righteousness without. This is unique ministry. Uh, Bob, some uh, strong fellowship there regarding the appropriateness of what has become the common practice. So many different ministries. He does bring up, he read the verse, we'll come back to it and see it in its whole context here in a few minutes, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, where the matter of different or diverse or distinct ministries is mentioned. But there's a context in which we have to understand that, and I think that context is what has been lost in the common practice today, isn't it? That's right, Chris. Witness Lee here pointed out that God has only one operation. We could say God has only one economy, and he operates all things for the accomplishing of this unique economy of his. And for this one economy, he has one ministry. So there is a sense in which the ministry in the New Testament is uniquely one. As you mentioned, this aspect or this sense is nearly completely missed by believers today, especially by those who serve God, who are the ministers or the servants of the Lord. They don't realize that there really is only one unique ministry to carry out God's one unique economy. And what is this one unique ministry? Well, this is the ministry that serves Christ into people. It ministers one thing. It ministers Christ into people. It inscribes Christ into people, as Paul pointed out, that when he was carrying out his ministry, he was writing living letters of Christ. He was inscribing Christ into the hearts of the believers. 
This is the true nature of the unique New Testament ministry. Now, Bob, let's turn our attention to this passage that he quoted from in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, where Paul mentions the different ministries. We have to see both are proper. There is the ministry and there are different or diverse ministries. There's one unique work that God is doing. And certainly that's the work that Paul has been uh, focused on in this book, in 2 Corinthians, uh, particularly chapter 3, where we saw the ministry of the new covenant and the letters being written, all the, the inscribing of, uh, of the Spirit into the believers. Uh, this really was the picture of the ministry, isn't it? Absolutely, Chris. This is the picture of the New Testament ministry. So all the different ministries, so to speak, should be to carry out the one ministry which is to inscribe Christ into the hearts of the believers by the Spirit of the living Living God God, as the ink. Mm. So uh, this is a marvelous metaphor, and it really defines for us what the unique ministry is and what the goal of all the different so-called ministries should be. Okay, let's turn to that passage now that we've been talking about uh, related to the ministries in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, the only place in the New Testament where this word is found, ministries, plural. Verse 4, 5, 6, and 7, I'd like to read, There are distinctions of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are distinctions of ministries, yet the same Lord. And there are distinctions of operations, but the same God who operates all things in all. But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for what is profitable. Bob, there it is in its context, and I think we'll see how well it fits into this burden, this view, this understanding, this light from the New Testament, that there really is only one unique New Testament ministry. Let's go back to Witness Lee. We don't have many different ministries, yet you have different groups of services. The word ministry or ministries is just the word service or services. First Corinthians 12 says diversity of ministries. It means diverse services. To take care of the children, this is one kind of service. To shepherd the younger ones, this is another service. Different services but to carry out the unique service. What is the unique service? That is to minister Christ into God's chosen people. You take care of the children. In what way? In the way to minister Christ to those young ones. You go out to shepherd the weaker saints In what way? In a way to minister Christ to them. Many services are just for one unique service. Many ministries are just for one ministry. We accept all ministries, but all ministries must be for the ministry. For carrying out God's New Testament economy, the ministry is one, unique one. But to accomplish this unique ministry, there is a need of many services, diverse ministries. But the diverse ministries are for the carrying out of the ministry. And that ministry is the new covenant ministry. It is this ministry. 
to inscribe the believers with all-inclusive God who is today the Spirit within us and who is also meantime the righteousness outside of us. This is the essence of the New Testament or New Covenant ministry. Bob, um, I got a kind of a mental picture as he was talking about this matter of ministries. You could liken this to a a kind of a construction project, Uh, let's say a house. And at the house site, you've got carpenters, you've got earth movers, you've got plumbers, you've got electricians, you have all these trades, but they're all working on the same project. All of their various functions are for a, a specific goal. If you just took the plumber off to the side and just had him plumb at random, um, it, it would really miss something quite important, wouldn't it? Well, Chris, this is an illustration that shows that none of the different services in God's economy should be toward themselves as the end. The plumber doesn't plumb just to plumb. <laughs> His plumbing is coordinated, actually, right. with, with the carpenters, the uh, the painters, and all the the roofers, and all the other ones who work on that building. They work on one building to have one result, one issue, and they work in a coordinated way. They simply carry out different services, and you could say the one ministry in that case is the ministry of using the right materials to construct that house according to the blueprint that was drawn by the architect. Well, the building of the church is similar. The church has a a blueprint, so to speak, a divine heavenly blueprint. And all the different ministers who minister in God's unique ministry Mm -hmm. are building up this one organic entity, the church, as the body of Christ. In this case, however, the unique material— that is proper for the building of the church is only one, right. and that is the triune God himself, right. who is embodied in the all-inclusive Christ and is realized and experienced by us as the consummated Spirit. When we do the work of the unique ministry through our different diverse services or ministries, our work really is to dispense to inscribe this all-inclusive person into the believers, the chosen people of God. And this will have an issue. The issue, the result, will be the church as the body of Christ. I really like that because he made that point as well. Whatever our function is, our service, uh, our ministry in the context of the ministry, uh, this really has to be the center of everything that's done. This imparting of Christ, whether our burden, our work is with uh, children or young people or college age or whatever it is, the focus has to be the dispensing and the imparting of Christ into those that uh, we're caring for. Exactly, Chris. And if we have any other focus, for instance, if our ministry is to carry out something other than the inscribing of Christ into others, then what happens is that those who receive our so-called ministry, are distracted from Christ, are distracted from God's economy, and they can even become divided from other believers. And in a sense, God's building is not built up. Rather, it is torn down. 
This is a tragedy. It is, and I think now this gives us the proper understanding of those uh, strong words that he used in the first segment, that really this shouldn't be. In the New Testament, we don't see it uh, carried out or practiced in this way. And what we're talking about here, of course, is this uh, divided, uh, carved up, independent, individualistic kind of work being done in the Lord's name. That's right, Chris. Exactly. This should not be. Okay. We just heard him as well uh, as in our comments earlier today refer back now to chapter 3 of Second Corinthians where we saw that the ministry is related to the inscribing of Christ. Since you are being manifested, Paul says in verse 3 of chapter 3, that you are a letter of Christ ministered by us, inscribed not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not in tablets of stone, but in tablets of hearts of flesh. In verse 6, who has also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant, ministers not of the letter, but of the Spirit. And the culmination, the result of this unique ministry in the final chapter in the New Testament, Revelation 22, 17, and the Spirit and the bride say, come, and let him who hears say, come, and let him who is thirsty come. And Witness Lee will put these two passages together for us in this final segment. Our ministry must be a kind of inscribing. It should not be a kind of a mere teaching. No, no, no. That is wrong. It has to be an inscribing. You have to realize to teach or teaching doesn't need any essence. But to inscribe, inscribing, this needs an essence. The inscribing must be unique. And the essence used for the inscribing must be also unique. It doesn't mean Peter had one kind of inscribing and Paul had another kind of inscribing. No, no. All the apostles, they practiced the same kind of inscribing. So they were not divided. And they were not divisive. So it must be one unique inscribing with one unique essence. What essence? The triune God himself. You have to realize in the New Testament, whenever the Spirit is used, it is meaningful. The Spirit. The, the Spirit means what? Means the process trying God to be the all-inclusive life-giving Spirit. Amen. And you have to realize the Spirit is the ultimate expression of the process trying God. The Spirit and the bride say, come. I tell you, this is the greatest expression in human language. What is the spirit? That is the ultimate expression of the process triune God. What is the bride? The bride is the ultimate expression of the transformed tripartite man. The process triune God married the transformed tripartite man. This the Top couple, the universal couple, the eternal couple. Now you could see the spirit being the process of God is within us 
to be the very essence inscribed into our being. You can never erase the divine essence that has been inscribed into your being. This is the essence of the New Covenant ministry. Bob, we have to, I think, point out the Bible, which is God's word, God speaking, begins with God speaking. God said, let there be. But the speaking at the last of the Bible is the spirit and the bride. And we should not lose sight of uh, the significance of this in the light of what we've heard today, should we? That's right, Chris. As we carry out the unique New Testament ministry, inscribing Christ into God's chosen people with the Spirit of the living God as the ink. Now, this wonderful Spirit, as Brother Lee pointed out, is the ultimate expression of the processed triune God. As we carry out this unique ministry, all the ministers who have a part in the unique ministry carry out one ministry, there is a marvelous result. And that result is the bride. The bride Bride. is produced by our dispensing this marvelous, processed, consummated triune God into God's chosen people, they become corporately a bride to match this wonderful one who's called the Spirit and who is the ultimate expression of the processed triune God. So this is the ultimate goal of God's eternal economy and of the unique New Testament ministry to make all God's chosen people one corporate bride the same in life, nature, and expression as the processed and consummated triune God, so that there can be an eternal marriage with an eternal married couple. This is the goal of everything, I would say, certainly the goal of the Bible and God's goal in his economy, and it should be the unique goal of our portion of the unique ministry. Bob, we've seen before that the gifts that God has given to men are the perfected saints themselves are the perfected members. That means that of all the Christian work that's being done, it's all needed. It's all needful. These gifts, these portions, these functions are all needed. But I think the uh, the burden that we're touching here is that they're needed all doing the same one work. What would be the result, Bob, if all of these uh, marvelous gifted ones that the Lord has raised up to do so many uh, things uh, were all doing this one unique work of the New Testament? How glorious would this be? That's right, Chris. You chose a good word, glorious. <laughs> Paul said in the last in 2 Corinthians 3, the ministry of the New Covenant is in glory. Glory would be the result. God would be glorified because his people would be built together with him and with one another to be a corporate bride to express him for eternity, to match him, to satisfy the longing in his heart. Wouldn't that be the ultimate desire of God and of all God's chosen people deep within? We all want this one thing. And this word is a challenge to everyone who has such a desire and such a heart to serve the Lord. And even as we work on these radio programs, Bob, we need to check ourselves against this standard. Is this program, is this work we're doing in this radio so-called ministry or service in this principle of bringing and imparting and inscribing Christ into all the believers in God's unique family? Well, it must be that way, Chris, and I appreciate this ministry that makes this matter so clear to us. 
and is such a help to us in this matter. I always appreciate your input, your fellowship. It's a supply to, to me and I know to our listeners as well. hope you're able to come back frequently, Bob, and continue with us. Well, I look forward to the next time. We hope you'll join us also each day as we bring you this Life Study of the Bible program. Uh, this is our final program this week, and we'll return next week, continuing in 2 Corinthians. Uh, before we go, let's point out our toll-free number and invite you to comment, to contact us if you'd like material or to fellowship these things. Uh, you can reach us at 1-888-LIFE-STUDY, 888-543-3788. Do join us next Monday as we continue in 2 Corinthians. For Bob Danker, I'm Chris Wild. Thank you very much for listening today. Witness Lee's remarkable commentary on the life of Abraham, taken from the life study of Genesis, is now available from Living Stream Ministry in a single volume entitled Abraham Called by God. Abraham Called by God by Witness Lee is available at Christian bookstores everywhere, or you can order by calling 1-888-543-3788. That's 1-888-543-3788.